KLVZ and KLVZ HD Brighton, KLVZ FM on 94.3 and 95.3 and streaming at legends953.com. Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. Hey, we're back taking your garden questions here on Legends 810. And did you know that if we started calling it potato, potato juice, vodka becomes a health drink? I like it. I like it. And beer is just liquid bread. There you go. Right? Yeah. Say, hey, do you know what's going on? I don't make me guess. Gardens, garden centers are getting their fall bulbs in now. I know. Well, I saw, I saw City Floral and a bunch of other places have their... Uh, at least their first shipment. They may not have a complete stock yet, but they're starting to show up. And the best time to buy them is as soon as they come in, because then you get the biggest and best and freshest bulbs. Well, you want the biggest and best. That's right. And we would always advise you, uh, go early. Don't wait until the last day in October, because the bulbs are typically loose, although you can get bag bulbs, too. Yeah. But if they're loose in a bin... We know, we, we watch little kids. Yes. <laughs> little kids love playing in bulbs. Mixing and, and matching. And they, <laughs> that's right, and they don't put the bulbs back where they got them. No. <laughs> they go in the bed next door. So don't be surprised you come up with uh, yellow tools when you bought red ones. Uh, the other cool thing, though, is if you do wait until the end of October, typically they're 50% off. And if you're not too fussy about the varieties you get, yeah, you yeah. can get some good deals. Yeah. Usually that's for daffodils. They've got a lot of them left over. Yeah, yeah. And it's not too early to plant them. I do not understand this whole business of you've got to wait until it's cooler part of the year to plant your bulbs. That makes no sense to me whatsoever because the bulbs I planted last year and the year before that and the year before that have been in the ground year-round. Yeah. All summer long. They don't seem to mind. They, they don't. Yeah, I've asked people who should be in the know uh, why that is. And... Uh, I always get a runaround question or mm-hmm. a runaround answer. Yep. So I've concluded that it's just a bunch of balderdash. It's much cooler in the ground right now than it is sitting on the shelf in your garage. Oh, yeah. Or in that bin in the garden center. Yeah. Trust me. Air temperature 97 degrees. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the ground's a lot cooler than that. Get them in the ground and water them in. And that water cools it off, too. Yeah. Speaking of water, we get back to that again. What? And what? winter watering. What? Winter watering on bulbs. Absolutely. If your bulbs go dry in your ground over the winter, guess what? They ain't going to bloom next year. You'll get flower. You'll get foliage. you get leaves. but And then it looks like a bud's coming, and uh, then it shrivels up and, and never turns into a flower. And then you give us a call and ask why. And then we have to go through the whole rigmarole. When did you get it? When did you plant it? Did you winter water? <sighs> One good way to know, or to remember at least, where you planted bulbs is to stick pansies on top of the, yeah. the new bulbs in particular. Because yeah. you have to water the pansies. Yeah, they, they go wilty when they yeah. don't get watered. So then you water the pansies. And guess what? You water the bulbs too. Exactly. Cool. So they that should, works. They should be planted 
they should be sold together. Yeah. Buy one buy. bulb, get a pansy. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, buy a dozen bulbs, get a six-pack. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and now we're talking about six-pack of plants. Yes, yeah. not, a, not a beer. No. Although if they could give me a six-pack, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted one. Yeah. Well, I know there's one under there somewhere. Yeah, there is. <laughs> All right. Let's All see. Right. Let's get back out to the phones. We've got uh, Bob in Aurora wanting to talk to yeah. us. Good morning, Bob. Hey, you have to water the pansy. Yeah, they, they go wilty when they... <laughs> Hello, Bob. Hello. Hello. I'm here. Okay, great. What's going on with you today, Bob? Uh. Hey. Got a question. You guys are talking about the concentrate on the uh, uh, for miticides and and fungicide, right? Uh huh. And I, I have a spray bottle that's put out by uh, Organocide, and it, it's a regular spray bottle. Would I be, be better to do and uh, concentrate on it? What do you mean by regular spray bottle? It's uh, I'm sure it's watered down. I mean, do you do you hook it to a hose, or is it a trigger sprayer, or a pump-up sprayer, or what is it? No, it's just a a handheld uh, pump sprayer. Yeah, you can mix you can mix it up in there. Just determine how much moist, how much water that holds, and look at the label directions. And <coughs> you know, if it calls for if it calls for a teaspoon per gallon, and and your spray bottle holds a quart, then you need to put in a quarter teaspoon. Okay. But it, it says it's supposed to work on uh, white flies and uh, spider mites and all that. The bear three in one, yes. Yes, the three in one. Uh huh. That's a uh, that is uh, like my go to right now in the fall to get things cleaned up to bring inside. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to ask you about the coleus. Mm hmm. I have I have one outside, and it's going gangbusters. Yeah. And uh, should I spray it before I bring it in? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, in fact, if, if you can, spray it now and then wait the in number of days that the label says, which I think is 10 days or something like that, and spray it again if you can before you bring it in. Two, two sprays oh, okay. is better than one, but you want to space them out of, uh, a week or two apart. Okay. Because it's uh, a coleus, it has, it's... It's getting a, like a three-inch uh, shoot right straight out of the top. And I, I don't know if that's seeds or what. Yeah, this time of year they start to flower, and I always, oh, okay. I always cut those out. Cut them out? Yeah. Okay. All righty. That's all I've got to going. Well, I was going to also say that if your coleus has gotten pretty large, <clears throat> which it sounds like it has, and you don't have that amount of space inside to comfortably fit that plant, just take some cuttings off of it and, and leave the big plant out to freeze. They, they start really well from cuttings either in, in a jar of water or just stuck right into a, a, a pot of potting soil that's kept moist. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. That'll work. All right. Then they don't. They don't take up so much. All the time. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. You bet. <laughs> take oh, care, Bob. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Yeah, I started taking my coleus cuttings, and I use that Bayer three-in-one. I mix up a little tub. I think I said this earlier. Mm -hmm. And as I take the cuttings, I swish them around in that yep. solution yep. before I stick them. And this is the time of year to start those cuttings because winter is coming.
I promise. <laughs> Happens every year. Again? <laughs> oh, darn. It's not like Game of Thrones where you have like 20 years of summer and then winter starts. <laughs> Do you have 20 years of winter then? Is that the way that works? Who knows? They don't, they don't ever know how long the winter is going to last. It could last for generations. Would that be depressing or I, what? I don't think I want to live I don't think there. they had antidepressants back I, then yeah. either. <laughs> well, they used to did beer. Beer. <laughs> That's I don't a think depressant, I will, isn't it? I don't know. Well, th- but you don't care. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have to take, uh, we don't have to take a break yet. No. No, no. But, we just got here. But I'm going to give you the phone number uh, in, in lieu of that. 303-477-2473. That'll get, it, get you right in here to the studio. That'll get you actually... 12 stories up. <clears throat> and we did that so we could get more phone calls. We had to insert an electrical pump. We did. We had to pay for it out of our own <laughs> pocket right. to get your signal up here. Yeah, that's right. And your phone calls. That's right. Yeah. These things aren't free, you know. It's a booster pump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Hey, I, did you know on this date, 1951, Florence Chadwick became the first woman to swim the English Channel from both directions. Oh, really? And I read that, I thought, why? <laughs> is it because she could. <laughs> Isn't once enough? <laughs> did she just stop and turn around and the, come back, or did, I she, don't think did so. she rest? I don't think so. I think she took the, uh, the afternoon off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> why would you would do think. that twice? <clears throat> once is Bragging enough. rights, I guess. I don't know. Well, <laughs> if she were in front of me, that's the thing I would ask. Why? Why, would, why did you do that? <laughs> well, nobody else had until she did. Yeah, well, okay. I guess. No one's run around the world yet either, but you don't see me doing it. Well, that's true. <clears throat> well, I don't know what to say to that. I don't, I don't either. That's my first impression was why. Yeah. Why did you do that? Well, let's see. Why don't we go out and talk to Steve in Denver about his ash tree? Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning to you guys. Uh, I, I got a question. I got an ash tree out front, uh-huh. and it seems like the bottom half of it is, is, is doing good. The foliage came out good, but up into the tree, there's like, not dead, but the, the branches ain't filled out, but I see buds that were trying to come out, and some are, some are like dead, and you know, and then the ones that didn't come out, the, the branches are rubbery, and I don't want to be cutting none of those out because i know that something good might happen next year yeah if they're not crispy crunchy snap off when you bend them type then they're not they're not completely dead yet although i don't know if they will ever leaf out at this point even next year um i guess there's no rush in cutting them off but uh, we really don't know why it's behaving this way uh was it did it do this last year no, you know, I treat my tree with a Bayer's liquid once a year. Uh-huh. But the top of the tree, the bottom half, uh, foliage looks good, but the top of the tree, there's branches coming out, but there's, they're almost half bare and things like that. And yeah. I see, you know, the buds are trying to, was trying to come out also. But it, 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 this is the first year you've seen that behavior. It didn't do this last year? No, that's true. It didn't do it last year's. Okay, so something happened between last year and this year to cause that to happen. Um, is it a big tree? Yes, the the, uh, the trunk, I guess, is probably eight or nine inches and things like that. But 
I noticed on the south side of the trunk and things like that, that some of the bark is kind of coming off. Not all the way around, but, yeah. you know, of course, it's hot, you know. and it, Kind of in a vertical strip up that side? Kind of, yes. Yeah. Sir. That's called sun scald, and that can affect the uh, parts of the tree because it does interfere with the, the transport of water and nutrients up and down the tree. And that's not uncommon here in Colorado. Uh, Jim, you've seen that on your own trees, oh, yeah, haven't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just trying to think. Of, because you put the bear down, I'm going to assume that the problem is not an insect. That's, a, that's assuming you put down the right quantity of the, of the product. And with, yeah, that, with that assumption, uh, the next thing I would, I would ask would be about your watering practices. Oh, I, I water the tree good. I take care of that ash tree real good because I noticed that Denver and all in boulders and it has trouble with ash trees and things yeah. like that. And, and Denver at one time, they was cutting down their ash trees and boulder was too. But yeah. How, how are you watering it, Steve? I just leave the garden hose on it until I see water just going down the sidewalks and stuff and I shut it off. What, are you doing that up next to the trunk? Yes, sir. Okay. So, um, that's not the best place to be watering the tree because there aren't that many roots near the trunk that absorb water. Uh, if you were to, if that tree were to fall over in any direction, it would fall on its root system. The roots go out as far as the tree is tall. And so it's those outer roots out near the perimeter of the spread of the branches that are the most important to make sure that they have moisture. So instead of watering near the trunk, I would suggest you water out farther away from the tree, maybe using a sprinkler on a very low setting and letting it letting it run until you see the runoff and then moving it great great yeah one of the best great. sprinkler heads i know of is one called a frog eye uh, it's also sold as a, a something called a twin circle or twin circle i'd never heard that name but uh you can get a single twin it wouldn't be a twin circle then would it no. like a single circle or single frog eye or a double frog eye or twin circle with two circles and that uh, applies a large droplet of water over a an expanse of your lawn and that you can leave on oh boy uh we lost 1.3 inches of moisture last week and to apply that with a frog eye is probably going to take well over an hour. And then when you're done with that, you have watered then only that section of the tree. You might want to move it around to another section and do the same thing. I see. Now, should I cover, should I should cut some kind of a wrap around that tree? Like, you know, the, you know they get like a... Yeah, I think, it's a little, I think it's a little late for that. Yeah. How, how old is the tree? 15, 14 years. Okay, you shouldn't need to wrap it. Yeah, but since you do already have sun scald on that one side, uh, what I do want you to do is to go out and gently remove any of the loose bark. And, and mainly because that's where places, that's where insects can hide and that sort of thing. And you just want to keep that, that damaged area open and clean so that the new wood can roll in from around the sides and, and close that gap after a few years. Oh, goodness. You're, you're saying that bark would grow back around some of that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Given time, it's going to take a while. It, the, uh, the, the terminology that 
arborist uses that it, it, it rolls in from the sides. And you'll, when you go out there and start taking that bark off, that loose bark, you'll notice that there's kind of bulging area on either side of that gap that new wood is forming and, and, and starting to encroach and eventually will meet up in the center and close that gap. I see. Yeah, you're right, too. That's like a bed for insects when it's closed up. Yeah, yeah. I, I find the best tool for removing that bark is what they call a carpet or tile knife. You know what that is? Y yeah. It, yeah, you know, yeah. It's a handheld knife with a curved blade. I know it exactly. Yeah. Uh, I went out and bought one just for that purpose because I didn't have one. Yeah. But you want to be careful not to cut into that new wood that's on yeah. along the edges. So just carefully remove the loose bark. And you'll probably okay. find a bunch of insects underneath of it. And hose it off. You know, just hose them out there. Don't paint it with any kind of tree paint or anything like that. Okay. Hey, something else. How can I go back to your shows? It's already been broadcasted. Do you get? Yeah, we have our shows uh, on a podcast uh, platform. It's, you can go to uh, Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com. And all of our shows are there. You know, we have, I break them up into one-hour podcasts each uh, each week, and uh, you can find them going back to I think April. Oh wow! And and are you on Facebook? Yes, sir. Uh, if you check our Facebook page, they are also posted there as well. Yeah, there'll be a link that you can just follow to the Podbean site. Okay, it's pod being B E A M. Yes, B E A N is in Nancy. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Thank you, guys. I sure love your shows, man. You're doing a good job, man. Thank you, guys. Well, you're, thank you, you're Steve. Certainly welcome. Okay, guys. Bye, bye now. All right. So long. All right. So break, break, break. That's only the seventeen, eighteen after. Breaker, breaker. Okay, fine. <laughs> We're going to take a short you break. you got break on the brain, don't you? We're going to take a short break, people. We'll be back, and uh, Keith will have calmed down by then, and, uh, <clears throat> and I'll answer <laughs> your questions right here on Legends 810. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend autumn evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But can your grass take that kind of pounding? Or will it quickly turn to dirt and mud and weeds? You need a lawn that's been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in our sun or moving shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought resistant. Look for Colorado's own Turf Mix at these and other fine garden centers. Tagawa Gardens, Jared's Nursery, Wilmore Nursery, City Floral Garden Center. Do you have broadleaf weeds popping up in your yard? For most weed killers, it's too cold or damp to have any effect. Fertilome has a solution for that. Weed-Free Zone. Weed-Free Zone is one of the few weed killers you can use this early in the year. Use it for dandelions, henbit, chickweed, clover, bindweed, and more. 
It's rain fast in just a couple of hours after application, and you can reseed in two weeks. Fernalone can give your lawn a weed-free zone that will make you the envy of the neighborhood. Use the product the professionals use. Try Fertilone Weed-Free Zone. You'll find Fertilone Weed-Free Zone at Jared's Nursery in Littleton, the Tree Farm in Longmont, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, and Tagawa Gardens in Centennial. Now that the weather is starting to warm up, you'll want to protect your ornamental and vegetable garden from various beetles, weevils, and borers, including Japanese beetles. And what better way to prevent these pests from destroying your garden than by controlling them when they're larvae? GrubGone is an easy-to-apply granule product that can be spread on your turf to successfully control grub invaders. Developed by Phylum Bioproducts from a naturally occurring bacteria, GrubGone is a non-chemical BT product that specifically targets only certain scarab pests. And it is safe to use around bees and other beneficial insects. And it's a non-chemical choice for areas frequented by kids or pets. Yes, and if you already have beetles flying around your yard, Beetle Gone is an organic water dispersal powder that can be sprayed directly on your edible plants. And did I mention, it is certified for organic gardening. Find out more at phylumbioproducts.com. Phylum Bioproducts, target the pest, not the rest. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 930. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 930 to 1030 on Legends. And we are back taking your garden questions. Why? Because you called them in. That's why. And now Keith has calmed down. Uh, I've given him a sedative. Uh, he should be ready to go. Who's up next, Keith? Oh, I thought it was a dewormer. <laughs> it was a sedative, really? <laughs> it's only good for COVID. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, next up is Jackie out in Littleton. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm doing real well. Good. I wanted to tell you that I've been, I have a little vegetable garden in very large pots, and I found a, a package of okra seeds that I had had for God knows how long. I planted them, and lo and behold, I have beautiful okra pods on these plants. All right. Them. Wonderful. And they have the most beautiful flowers. They, they do. do, yes. So I thought for, some, for somebody who would never, or not many people would probably think about growing okra, but... Uh, it's kind of a fun plant. It looks very pretty. And mm-hmm. how long have how long has it been producing for you this year? <laughs> about a, about two weeks. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's it's one of those long term kind of like tomatoes, long term uh, investments. Well, I can't tell you. I planted it very early. I, I <clears throat> well, you I don't want to plant it early. It's a worm season crop. It can't stand the cold. Yep. Right. Well, and, and you know what else has done really well in pots? What's that? Swiss chard. Oh, no, I like Swiss chard. You can't kill it. Yeah, well, I don't want to. Which one did you grow? The one with the colorful leaves? I don't know. It was a, yes, yes, yes. It was a Martha Stewart seed, believe it or not. Oh, so that's I, the best kind. Well, right? that's, that's a good thing. Yes, designer chard. <laughs> designer chard. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and tomatoes have done really well in the pots, and... Uh, I even planted some turnips 
I mean, of course, they're crowded, but yeah. for, for somebody who likes turnip leaves, it's, it, they, they, they are good, yes. They germinate in about a week or something. Yeah, yeah, that and beet leaves. Oh, I didn't turn Yeah, beet, yeah leaves beet leaves are, are really good. Yeah. But, but they take longer. Um, no? If you, you, those you can plant pretty early. Yeah, they'll take yeah. the cold. Okay. And so you get leaves pretty quickly. Okay. Well, I just wanted to tell you about it because it's really fun. It is, isn't yeah. it? And I, then I have two huge zucchini volunteers in my flower bed. I don't know. <laughs> I do not remember throwing the seeds in there, but they have been producing. At their, and one is really pretty. It's, it's yellow with a little green on the nose. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And, and the other one is green. So I have this bounty of stuff that's kind of fun. Oh, th- those are courgettes. <laughs> yes, courgettes. Let's let's get the proper terminology. <laughs> Well, they're not those little round ones that are so. No, big. it doesn't matter. They're all courgettes. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's anyway. what the that's what the Brits call them. Yeah. Well, courgettes. anyway, it's been it's been <coughs> fun. I have all these. Vo- well, the zucchini were volunteers. So anyway, but I wanted to tell you about it. Well, okay. thank you, Jackie. Yeah. Appreciate it. Not many people grow okra here, and I think more people should because there's some there are some varieties out there that are that are are, are dwarfer. Uh, they don't get quite as big, and they and they produce earlier. They are short days to harvest, so that that helps. But I think growing them in a pot above ground, the soil warms up much better in those pots than it would in the oh. ground, and that's really good for okra. And I don't want to tell you how long I've had the seeds. That's all right. They, that's that's one of the seeds that lasts quite a long time. Yeah, because it, it's I, you know what <laughs> I'll have to look at the date on the package, and <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. You bet. Thanks, Thanks Jackie. for calling. Bye. Hey, you know what's going on at Nick's? Uh. This month? Uh. 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 Are you sure you didn't give yourself the sedative? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They're having a 40% off sale. On what? On the vehicles parked in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> No, forty uh, percent off on all their nursery stock, which includes trees and shrubs, trees and, and shrubs, and evergreens and vines and grasses, even and perennials and perennials and annuals. There and are annuals. some annuals yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and oddly enough, this would this one blows my mind. House plants. Yeah, that's forty percent off. Yeah, that's unusual. Very unusual because yeah. they have a g- whole greenhouse full of nice fresh yeah, house plants, and they're going to be there after the snow flies. Yeah, absolutely. So, so and then. They're still ro- they're roasting chilies at least through this month and well into October is what I'm told. They've got four or five roasters going at a time, mm-hmm. and 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 all these <coughs> bushel baskets of I think 15 different kinds, maybe more of uh, chilies that you can choose from. Big gems and all kinds of things, little gems and medium gems and <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the varieties. Do they have caramel corn? Uh, they have the booth set up. I'm not sure. If the caramel corn, I, I think that starts next week because that's when the Chili Fest starts is okay. next weekend okay. on the 18th, I believe. But this weekend, which is exciting for me, yeah. is that the cafe opens. Yeah. Finally. Been waiting for that all summer. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and they, oh, they, they have good food there. If you've ever eaten at uh, Nick's Cafe, it is well, their breakfast burritos to die for. But that starts today. The the 40% off sale goes through the end of the month. The chili roasting goes well into October. The 
the uh, Chili Fest starts next weekend, next Saturday. What else is going on? That's all I can think of right now. When are they going to have their pumpkin do? Oh, I went pretty soon. I mean, I already saw some pumpkins and gourds last weekend. Okay. Um, Check out their website. Are they going to have the kitty rides? The kitty... Not rides, but well, That's yeah, kitty rides. Yeah, and, the bouncy and castles, bouncy and castles stuff. Yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're they're getting the the haunted tunnel of death <laughs> uh, fixed so, up right yeah, now. So if you if you have some kids you don't want, why well, send them through there? <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming up um, <clears throat> for Halloween for sure. But check out their uh, website, nixgardens.com. Yeah, they'll have it all on there. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. plus, yeah. you know, if you look at their if their newsletter. Check out their newsletter on the website. Sign up if you're not already a member to get the newsletter. But check it out because there's a lot of times there are coupons in that newsletter that the general public, even the staff, don't know about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Been there, done that. Um, Yeah. So check that. Lots of stuff going on. Yeah. And right. and this and and I'm going to assume that they're going to set up for with the kitty thing. It, it's for adults too, but for mm-hmm. the kitty thing, it's quite elaborate. It is. I, I don't mean, know of any other garden center that goes to this much trouble. They had two bouncy castles there mm-hmm. last time I went, and a, one or two mazes. Yes, for kids to go through. They had corn kernel pits. Yes, they had these pits. Instead of it's filled bl- with yeah. corn kernels, kids go in there and play, and it's cool to run your hands through that much seed. Yes, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it is. What else did they have there? Oh, the cornhole games. Yeah, corn. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they'll have roasted. I'm, I'm missing roasted a bunch corn of stuff. Yeah. Roasted corn on the cob is so good. Oh, oh, and they had uh, a train. Yes. They, yeah, that goes through the house of death. That yes, one too. That, that one, right? <laughs> but there's another one that goes through. Kind of like the garden center. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You can, little kids can ride on. Yeah, and, and, and big kids too. Yeah, and big kids too. And uh, and I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm missing some stuff. Well, the the uh, produce the, <coughs> the produce market, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the produce market is still open and will be open for quite some time. It's a good sized market. And it's open every day. Yeah, and you can and you can buy uh, and you don't have to have these roasted, but you can get peppers of all types. Yeah. They got hatch peppers and they mm-hmm. have Puebla peppers as okay. well. Yeah, and some people say they're they're more better. Well, uh, it's interesting to watch people um, buying these peppers to be roasted, because they'll you don't you don't have to just buy a bushel or a half bushel of one variety. You can say I want, you know, a quarter of, of this one, yeah. and a quarter yeah. of that one, and mix them all together, and then you yeah. have your own special mix, you your can. special blend. Yeah, you could, or you can keep them separate, whichever mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah, we still have some left from last year. We make so that's at Nick's Garden Center, and they're at 2001 South Chambers, yep. which is right between Mississippi and Iliff. That's all in Aurora, IA. Yes, but nobody else goes to the amount of work. I tell you what, these people are busy bees. You'd think at the end of the season they'd all be burned out and want to just sit at home and watch TV, yeah, with their yeah. feet up, but no. They go nuts and transform that place into a fall, autumn, Halloween funplex. And if they have as many pumpkins this year as they've had in the past, there will be literally thousands of pumpkins. Of all sizes, shapes, and colors. And colors. 
and gourds. White ones. Blue pumpkins. Yes. Orange. Pink pumpkins. Warty pumpkins. White pumpkins. Warty, and those are the cool ones. I like them. Warty, as in warts all over them. Yeah. It looks like they're contagious. And big ones for carving. Pumpkins for making pie. Uh Uh-huh. I like pumpkin pie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. Well, we don't have any callers right now. Well, I, not my fault. I've given out the phone number, but I'll do it again. Here we go. 303-477-2473. That'll get you in here to the KLVZ studio, better known as Legends 810. There you go. Now, you can also listen to this show on Saturday <coughs> mornings uh, on their FM station, which is 95.3. Or is it 93.5? Uh-huh. 95.3. I'm sure that's what Yeah, 95.3 FM. FM. And then on Sunday evening at 6 o'clock on both stations, today's show will be rebroadcast. So you have a chance to listen to it then if you missed it today. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about earlier with another caller, all of our shows are being put on a podcast site called Podbean. P-O-D yes. as in dog. B as in boy. E-A-N as in Nancy. Dot com, and you can go on there and listen to our shows uh, all the way back to April sometime. So, there you go. Yep. You can listen to those anytime you want. You can listen to them when you go to sleep at night. You can listen to yeah. them when you wake up in the morning. You can. Or you can take them out of the garden with you with your electronic device or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alexa, play. Yeah, yeah you can do that too. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So there's no reason to miss one of our shows. None. There you go. All right. Well, we've got uh, we've got Ron on the line. Wants to talk about a red maple. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. What's going on with you today? Well, I have a red maple tree that did not lose its all of its leaves last fall with all the wind and everything else that came on, Mm -hmm. and this didn't lose them this spring. This spring, new leaves came on, and the old leaves are still there. It's fully, fully leafed out, but underneath there's still some of the old leaves that are still hanging on the tree. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And And your question is... My question is, why did it not lose leaves last year? <laughs> That's because it got cold too quick. Okay. For that particular species. Okay, I wondered if that was yeah. not the reason. And the way this works is, as the season moves along and light diminishes and the temperatures start cooling, um, the leaves, almost all plants that have leaves on them, will start developing a layer, a special cell layer between the leaf stem and the plant. It's called an abscission layer. And at some point, uh, that layer dries off and then the leaf falls and is subject to the winds. That didn't happen. If it gets too cold too quick, that abscission layer does not form and the leaves just hang on the trees. They're stuck. They're stuck. They will fall off. It just takes time. Right. Or they'll rot off. The wind, the wind didn't blow them off. That's weird. A good hailstorm will bring them off. <laughs> that would bring <laughs> that would bring the light. Yeah, I the know. New leaves off too. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Well, another question I have. When is a good time to harvest your pumpkin? I leave them on until the last possible date. That is, you know, the date before it's going to get of a heavy frost. Okay. Uh, they'll take a light frost, and by that we mean, what, 32 degrees, maybe maybe 28 degrees. But if they're fully colored, you yeah. can go ahead and harvest them anytime. Yeah. Now, just take a lot of stem with it. They and store better with a lot of stem yeah, attached. And then you can display them or, or store them or feed them to your squirrels. Perfect, if the squirrels don't get them first. Yeah, exactly. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Of course, well, you know, you even, so much. Yeah, even if, you, even if you harvest them and put them on your front porch for show, squirrels will still find them. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yep. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thanks you for bet. the call, Ron. Goodbye. Darn well, squirrels. They're just tree rats anyway. But they're adorable. I don't care. No, they're not. <laughs> not adorable. But I suppose they're entertaining to watch, as long nah. as they're not damaging. I think squirrels learn from each other. I know they do. And, and so far, the ones that I have in my backyard are benign. They, I haven't seen them do any damage to my patio furniture or my house or my trees. They seem, and they, they even seem to leave the bird feeders alone. Um, so I'm fine with that. It's when they start to become well, damaging is when I yeah, trap you're, them. You're still kind of new in the neighborhood. They'll learn. Oh, I've, I've trapped a couple dozen of them out of oh, there. Oh, okay. <laughs> as soon as they start to develop a bad habit, yeah. before it can spread to others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're it gone. Is, it is like a disease. It's, it's, they're gone. <clears throat> yeah. I won't tolerate it. So, why don't we take our last break of the hour... Oh, was it? And when we come back, we should have some people on the line, right? And that'll happen, but uh, you have to dial this number first, 303-477-2473. That will get you in here, and Sean will answer the phone. And he'll say, good morning, how are you today? And then he'll come over to us, and we will answer your question right here on Legends 810. Autumn skies and pumpkin pies. Days getting shorter and nights getting cooler. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we've been looking forward to the changing seasons and fall gardening. Pansies, pansies, pansies. It's all about adding this sturdy winter hardy bloomer to your landscape. Don't miss out on one of the best garden plants for Colorado. The colors range from yellow, oranges, to purples and reds, and in a multitude of pot sizes too. Plant them over your tulip bulbs for a spectacular show next spring. Rejuvenate your heat-tired patio pots. Pick up hardy mums, flowering kale, asters, and rudbeckia. And don't forget about your lawn. It's time to fertilize with Fertilome Winterizer. Stop by. We're open daily. Talk with Tanner and his crew. They can help with all your gardening needs. Fall in love with autumn. Come visit us at Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center. Located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Call us at 303-665-5555 or visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com. We're open daily. Do you have weeds popping up in your lawn? Autumn is a very effective time of year to rid your lawn of troublesome weeds, but our weather can be too cold or damp for most herbicides to have any effect. Fertilome has a solution for that. Weed-Free Zone. 
Weed-free zone is one of the few weed killers you can use during the cooler parts of the year. Use it for dandelions, bindweed, clover, spurge, and more. You can reseed in two weeks and it can rain just a few hours after you've applied it. Fertilome can give your lawn a weed-free zone that will make you the envy of the neighborhood. Use the product the professionals use. Try Fertilome Weed-Free Zone. You'll find Fertilome Weed-Free Zone at your favorite independent garden retailer, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Lafayette Florist and Greenhouse in Lafayette. Find your closest dealer at Fertilome.com and be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. All right, we're back. We're taking your questions. Did we get anybody to call in? Yeah, we did. We've got Maria and Jolene. Let's see who's up first. That would be Jolene out in Denver. Good morning. Hi. Hi there. Um, I, I probably have asked you this question before, but our lawn is really lumpy. You can almost, <laughs> if you're not careful when you walk, you can twist your ankle. Uh-huh. Um, and is there anything that you can do for that or... Um, you know, Steve said, well, maybe there was a fertilome roller that you could put on <laughs> <laughs> and then it would uh, straighten it out. But, yeah, uh, a rotor tiller. <laughs> Dig it all up and, and rake it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, those um, are, that's caused by night crawlers. Oh, it is which, caused yeah. by night crawlers. Which is a yeah. big old earthworm <clears throat> that does that. So it's beneficial. It's aerating your soil. It's fertilize, They're fertilizing the soil as well. Um, but that doesn't help with the uh, twisted ankles and pl- trying to play croquet or anything like no. that. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Well, if you knew, you could if you strategically placed the the little um, little wires, you could win in croquet. <laughs> you could. <laughs> you got to think strategically, of course. <clears throat> yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> but so. no, there's there's nothing on the market anymore. There used to be some. Really nasty things that contain what arsenic, arsenic and lead yeah, and things lead, like yeah. that. <laughs> um, but you know, the EPA has yeah, done away with that a long time. Yeah, ago. they won't let us do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so you know, because we had read, or my, my husband had read that you know you put a roller on it and it'll le- even it out. But I, I didn't think, and I, I was told that there was n- night crawlers, and I've actually seen them. They're fast. yeah. Oh yeah, they're big night crawlers, and the roller all that does is just compresses the soil. I mean, uh-huh. night crawlers will be back. Yeah, they that will. Does, that doesn't stop them. But in the meantime, you're eliminating a lot of the oxygen to the soil and making yeah. it harder for the water to get <coughs> down that you're applying and paying lots of money for. So yeah. uh, the best thing you can do is to make sure you're fertilizing with a high nitrogen, slow-release fertilizer um, on a regular basis, you know, every five to six weeks during the growing season. High nitrogen, <coughs> okay. And that's, okay. um, that's when it's going to keep the yard nice and dense and thick and helpfully hopefully sort of mask those hills okay all right well that's at least that's something at least we can try that okay gentlemen thank you so very very much quite well and jolene i i really like it when you call in because you know this isn't the first time you've heard this every time someone you call your you call yourself jolene i immediately think of the song yes (laughs) and i like that song yeah well yeah um, and i personally um, like Dolly Parton. And, yes, uh, yes. She, she spells it a little different. Well, I, I don't care. <laughs> but I got a lot of respect for the woman. She does a lot. She does a lot for her people yeah, and the country. Yeah, so no doubt. 
I'm, I'm rather proud <coughs> of it now. <laughs> good for you. Good, good for you. And thank you for calling. Oh, thanks, guys. See you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Puts a smile on my face every time she calls in. I don't see one now. It's gone. She's she's left. Oh. <laughs> God. Did you know this date, 1970, was the last date that Get Smart aired on TV? I love that show. All the stupid that stuff was that went stupid. on. We had a cell phone before we even thought about I it. I know. Unfortunately, they didn't, know, they didn't know where to put it properly. <laughs> And the and the dome of silence <laughs> oh, that, that always made me laugh. Uh, oh dear, those were I the good old I thought ninety nine was kind of cute. I kind of had a crush <clears throat> on her. Oh yeah, she was she was a looker. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right, well, let's get back out to the phones. Maria is waiting to talk to us. Good morning, Maria. How yeah. are you doing today? Hello, Maria. Maria. Yeah. Okay. Hi. <laughs> and, and Hi, guys. Hey, Maria, before you start, let me say that your name puts a smile on my face, too. Uh, West Side Story? <laughs> you bet. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. <laughs> What's going on with you today, Maria? We have a beautiful mountain ash tree that is about 14 years old. And it has been doing very good until last year in 2020 when it didn't bloom at all, didn't have any berries, nothing. So this year in the spring, we trim it uh, very much and uh, now it's doing better. Good. Not blooming as much as last year, but it is blooming. So my question is, um, is there something that I should do uh, to prevent or to be uh, more proactive to maintain this tree? It is a, a beautiful tree. I love it. And I want to do everything to make it happy. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is to recognize it is not a dryland tree. It, it really requires constant watering. Especially when the temperatures were like yesterday, 90, no, I guess we hit 99 or 100 degrees yesterday. Yes. So you just have yes. to make sure that you've got adequate water to this tree. And that should be all that it takes. Well, the other thing I was going to mention, though, is that you said you pruned it a lot in the spring. And that, yes. that would cut off a lot of the flower buds yes. before they had a chance to flower. So do not... It was before the, the flower. Uh, it was about in March, I think. Yeah, and see, the, that tree has already set its flowers for next year. Those flowers are already on the tree for next year. Yeah, yeah, right now. Right now. So any pruning between now and the time it flowers next year, you're going to be cutting off flowers. Oh, I see. So, yeah, so don't, don't prune it in the spring. Wait until... Unless you absolutely have to, but uh, that's probably why you didn't get as many flowers this last spring is because you pruned it early. Yeah. But it should um, do really well next year. Then you should have lots of flowers next year, next spring. So, do I have to prune it every year? No. No, please, no. please don't. Oh, okay. Don't don't prune okay. it unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. Now I noticed in some of the leaves. The ones that are in the lower part of the tree, 
um, they have some holes, uh, little holes, they believe. Uh-huh. And I was wondering about, uh, I haven't seen any Japanese beetles in that uh, on the leaves, but I'm wondering if they are coming at night or if there is another reason because they have those. How big are the holes? Uh, ooh, millimeters. Oh, um, so very small. Yes, very small. I don't think I'd worry too much about it. No, I wouldn't. It, it's probably, it sounds like a, a fungus called shot hole fungus. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's, it typically isn't a problem with trees when they get it. Yeah, okay. So ignore it. Okay, okay good. I will ignore them. Um, <clears throat> one more question. Uh, this year, I ha- last year, I bought a clematis plant mm-hmm. uh, that immediately did beautifully in the area where I put it. But I put it in the same area where I have morning glory. And uh, they started a war, but um, both of them made them very good last year. Mm-hmm. This year, clematis came beautiful again, but... It started to deteriorate it uh, around May, and they had already started to bloom before that, but they started to deteriorate, and I had the fabulous idea to put some um, Epsom salt mixed with water, and, uh, and I think I killed it. After that, all the, the, the leaves turned uh, brown. brown. There are a few uh, branches there that are very pale. Yeah, oh, the, the, the leaves were very pale, uh, green and yellow before I put the Epsom salt. And uh, I read on the, on the internet and I did the Epsom salt. But after that, I have uh, some branches that are still very pale, yellow and green, but um, uh, they are not dry. Some of the branches are dry and brown, and I think those are dead. But the others, yeah. I'm wondering, do you think they will come back next year? Hard, hard to say. We don't know how much Epsom salt you used. I was going to say, as, as you were talking there, I was thinking we could all make everybody a better gardener very easily. Take your Epsom salts and put it in the garbage. I did already. It is not a magic formula for anything. And it is a salt. And most plants don't like <coughs> salt. But it sounds to me like there's, there's, a, there's a fungal disease that hits um, clematis, and it causes the branches to very quickly go from green to brown, dark brown and crunchy, and just looks like the whole stem died almost overnight. And yeah. uh, that happens occasionally, especially when we have a wet spring like we did this last year. So what I would recommend is don't take the plant out because they usually will survive and it should come back fairly normally next year. Cut it back to about a foot tall in February or March. Uh, Give it a regular perennial garden fertilizer and uh, stand back and wait and be patient. That's about all you can do. Okay. Uh, Do you think it's a, a disadvantage to have it together with the morning glory? I don't think so. I think they would grow just fine together. Yeah. As long as it has plenty of sun. Yeah, they do. Good. Uh-huh. They have <coughs> of sun. Now you and know you like water. Yeah. 
Um, regular watering, nothing special. Okay. Now, you do know that your morning glory is an annual. Well, yeah, it is an annual, but I don't have to plant it. It's been coming back every year. Okay, it comes back from seeds every year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And I have more than I want. (laughs) And most people do. Yeah, yeah. They and they they bloom beautifully. Yeah, in um, but they, they they take forever to bloom. I mean, they don't usually do good until end of July. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. They're late bloomers. Now, if the foliage from your morning glory <coughs> is covering up the foliage of your clematis, the clematis isn't going to like that. Uh, so yeah. you just have to keep an eye on it. Try to let try to let enough of the clematis foliage get the sun. Uh, so that the the morning glory doesn't cover it up. Okay, except for the feet, right? They don't like cold, uh, hot feet. Eh? Right. Yeah, but up up and up on the vine where the leaves are, uh, they want to be in the sun. And and sometimes the morning glories can get a little vigorous, and and it might be yeah. it might be out competing the clematis for light. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be careful with that. Okay. Good. Okay. Perfect. Um, well. I have a, the last question. I'm not going to, to take too much of your time. Uh, I, uh, this is the first year that I decided to uh, plant um, chances in the fall. I just did some, uh, I heard you last week and gave me a craze for pansies and uh, put them in some pots in my yard. Um, they, they are doing great, uh, but do you think uh, around uh, the time when the temperatures go really low, uh, if I leave them in the pot, are they going to survive the winter or? Um, uh, what 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 kind of plant is it? Pansies, pansies, pansies. Um, as yes. long as you keep them watered through the winter, a lot of times they will survive. Yeah, in the pot. Yes. In pot. Yeah. Yeah, I probably have to keep them in a sunny side in the winter, right? Right, but you, and, but make sure that they get, they don't go dry. They they need to be kept watered. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, uh, uh, my last question. Uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago in your program that we can go to patbean.com. Yes. To to uh, find your old podcast. <laughs> I I am here right now on my computer. And when I go there, I, it says starting a podcast has never been easy. But uh, I don't see any place where I can go to find the podcast here. Can you give us a little more direction about that? Is there, a, there should be a search bar <clears throat> or you can type in um, The Garden Wise Show and it should take you there. Oh yeah, the garden. Uh, you mean per, before I go to podcast? To no, no. W- once you get the podcast, there should be a search bar, a little magnifying glass. Uh, you uh, you can type in the Garden Wise Show, and it should find it for you. Or you can go to our Facebook page and just follow the link from our Facebook page. Okay. Yeah, because I um yeah, I'm not too shy on computers, but. Um, I can't find that here. Is you may okay. want to take it again. Okay, good. Well, thank you very much for your help today. You bet. Thank you for calling, Maria. <coughs> All right, our last caller is Alfred out in Denver. Alfred, we're almost to the top of the hour, so we got to do this quick. Okay, I wanted to know if, it was, if the weather's too hot to plant pansies now. 
I don't think so. No, nope, as long as you keep them well watered. Yep. Okay, now, is it okay to do it in full sun? Most of the area is full yes. sun. Yes, yes. They bloom best in full sun. And uh, we're going to do large rectangular pots. Is that okay as opposed to the ground? No, they have to be in circle pots. Circle pots. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's just kidding you. <laughs> Uh, just as long as you keep them well watered through the winter, uh, if you want them to survive the winter, they'll have to be watered. Okay. Okay. And is there, uh, is there uh, any any fertilization tips? Yes, definitely. I would use a triple twenty, or you know, just a water soluble fertilizer uh, that you would use for house plants or you know your patio pots, that sort of thing. Doesn't have to be anything real special, but you know, I'd, I'd use it probably a couple times a month. Okay, that uh, that's answers all my questions then. Thanks. Thanks, Alfred. I appreciate the call. <clears throat> and that, I'm afraid, is going to have to be our last call because we don't have any more time left. You might out there in Radio Land have all the time in the world. That's right. We don't get that time here. Our time here is limited. But we'll be back here next week. We will. <clears throat> uh, and we're going uh, to be sitting right here in the studio tomorrow, too. Or it's going to seem like it. It seems like it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, from uh, 6 until 8 o'clock in the evening on Sunday. And as Keith, uh, as we've already said several times this show, you can get us on podbean.com, all the former shows. Remember, in the search bar, just put in there the Garden Wise Guys, and it, it, it'll do all the work for you. Or you can go to our Facebook page, <clears throat> and as soon as we're done with this, uh, there's uh, a link to this show and all our former shows right there. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just scroll down. You'll find it. All right, yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening and participating in the show. Remember, as always, keep your shovel sharp. Be careful where you dibble and uh, save up your questions. Write them down on your back of your hand or on a notepad or something about a garden question you have for us next week and bring them all back to us right here on Legends A10. The preceding program is sponsored by JK Communications.